Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Pitch Intense, a podcast where two friends get together. They talk about movies, and at the end of each episode, they pitch a movie idea. We do. I'm Jacob. And I'm Mark, and I got a doozy for you this week. Oh, man, a doozy? I sent you uh, three pictures. Yeah. One was of the Denver Broncos. Yep, I remember that. Lee Majors yep. and Frankenstein's Lab, and that was a hint for what I pitched. What do you think it is? The night the reindeer died. Oh, I wish. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's not that, no, but it's better. All right, Mark. I feel really weird about tonight. So I, I feel really weird about tonight. <laughs> I'm excited to see what it is. So or anyway. Hear what it is, I should say. We are, uh, it's Tuesday. It is. So it's earlier in the week than we've been recording lately. Tuesday, we are going to go see Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. How excited are you for that? I'm excited. I'm cautiously optimistic, I should say. I, you know, a, well, a lot of people didn't like the first one, and I loved it. I thought the first one's great. At any time, yeah. if their movie includes sharks and suits of armor, mm-hmm. I'm probably, I, I mean, like, I don't care. There was I'm an in. octopus playing a drum. Oh my gosh, I want a movie all about him. <laughs> yeah. Like, Penguin's getting his own show. I want this octopus to have to go to, like, drum lessons. That'd be great. Yeah, that's a great idea. Him him getting a van and, like, just doing random gigs, and so he starts working for the king. That's the movie I want. That's a great idea. Uh, so my question is this. Aquaman, mm-hmm. Jason Momoa, yep. from Iowa, not far from where we are right from now. Norwalk. Yeah, yeah, Norwalk from, yeah. Brandon Routh. Yep. Superman, Adam, also from Iowa, also from Norwalk, yes. which is really weird. It is. Uh, apparently, there's like a, pictures that float. I'm actually, I know Brandon Routh's friend, uh, sister. Yeah. And there was a meme that was floating around of how Aquaman and Superman went to the same school. <laughs> and you never know if those are real. So I said it to her, I'm like, hey, is this true? And she's like, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> so Superman's sister confirmed that they did go to school together, which is Whoa. weird. Yes. Uh, but anyway. That is cool. I, I love that. It just uh, yeah. sounds really cool. Uh, so Aquaman, uh, Brandon Routh, Jason Momoa, mm-hmm. and I did learn this today, J- George Reeves. Oh, yeah, he's from Iowa I didn't well. realize he was yeah. from Iowa. He's from yeah. Waterloo, I think. Uh-huh. Isn't that cool? There's two Supermen from Iowa. Yes. So the question I have for you, uh-huh. well, we're Midwesterners. Yeah. I mean, we're not far from Kansas. Yeah. We're like... Three hours from Kansas. It's true, just right down the road. It's true. I've been to Kansas many, many times. I go to Kansas. I mean, my brother lives in Kansas, yeah, so I go to Kansas right on to Kansas City. So I get, you know, I hit both Kansas City and Missouri at the same time. Oh, you do. Uh, so my question is this: uh-huh. You and I are cast as DC superheroes. Yep. Who are we gonna play? You do me first, then I'll do you. Oh man, who could Mark be? Um. Oh man, I, I have to think. I'm going to say, Mark, you get to play Batman. You think I'd be Batman? I think you could do it. I don't think I could do enough sit-ups or push-ups to be Batman. <laughs> but you could be really cool. <laughs> you think I'm cool? <laughs> I think so, Mark. I don't think I'm intimidating enough to be Batman. It would be hard. Hey, I'm Batman. <laughs> hey, guys, it's me, Batman. Please stop. <laughs> just, it'll be okay if you just quit. I don't know? think I could be the Flash. That's definitely out for me. <laughs> Uh, no running. Um, <laughs> Mark, I have to realize, I don't, I, I don't think, I was thinking about, I don't know as many DC characters. Yeah, I know. I don't realize that. Yeah, it's going to be tough for you. <laughs> what, what, what do you, what, uh, you're, you weird me out. I'm going to give you the creeper. Oh, the creeper? Okay, Mark. Because I creep. Yeah, you always bother me. Oh, I'm sorry. You sleep here a lot, and I'll wake up in the middle of the night, and you're like standing over me, creeping oh, me out. Oh, I'm sorry, Mark. You're always I creeping me out. You're the, doing... Yeah, you're the creeper. <laughs> That's only fair. No, who's you're the nicest guy in the world. So, I don't know who the nicest DC person is, but whoever that is is Batman. you. It's not Batman. They're all afraid of Batman. <laughs> yeah, they are. Batman's Batman's technically nice. Yeah, like he's just but intimidating and mean. You just got a heart. You don't yeah. have that. You couldn't. No, do that. I'd be a terrible Batman. No, you're too nice to everybody. And you, even if somebody did, like Joker was like gonna kill everybody, you'd be like. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's just in a bad mood. <laughs> you know, we all have those days. It's true, we do. <laughs> it's it's tough, Mark. That's but you would be, you would be Dick Grayson. You'd be Robin. You oh, know, because okay. everybody likes him. Really? Yeah, he's cool. like in the comics. He's uh, one of like everybody like prefers Robin, uh-huh. Dick Grayson over Batman. I like. Him. And yeah, everybody just likes being around him. And I feel like that's you. Oh, thanks, Mark. Yeah. Or you know, or you'd be Shazam. Shazam would be fun because you you're you're a big kid at art. Yeah, yeah. I love Shazam. 
And I'll be Batman. You can give me a Marvel character to play if you want. A Marvel character? Mark? Yeah, do you know any? Let's see, I'm trying to think. Who could Mark be as a Marvel character? Oh. If you say the blob, I'm going to throw you out of my house. No. Mark. <laughs> the blob would be so mean. Do you want to be, um. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. Um, let's see. Oh, Mark, I know who you'd be. Namor. <laughs> Why? Because you love the ocean and sharks. I do and you love, love Namor. Too. I do love Namor. And I think it'd be really cool for you to be like, "Hello, my name is Namor." <laughs> All right, I'll you be killed Namor. my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> he should. That does happen. Yeah, it does. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, fine. I'm gonna give you um, Ultra Man. Who's he? Who's he? Uh, he's just a like a. E-list, F-list character who really? has a really obnoxious costume. Oh, I was thinking it was... Is that the guy? Oh, that's Turbo Man. I was thinking of the guy from Jingle All the Way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make you Jingle. I'm going to make you Turbo Man. I think it would be fun. I'll, I'll, I'll give you... Uh, you'll be William Bonney from Unforgiven okay. since you love that movie so much. Yeah, I, I, well, I wouldn't be a very good... <laughs> Same thing. Oh, I don't want to kill them. I don't want to go in here. And, but of course, maybe if I drank, that would be what I'd yeah. do. Just don't like, get into that. You should stick like what's her face from uh, iCarly. Miranda Cosgrove. Yeah, Mark, we're perfect for each other. You should date her. I know. We both had a YouTube show in high school. <laughs> there you go. Well, anyway, so so Aquaman's coming out, but did we see? You saw Wonka this weekend. I did see. Where can we listen to your review? First in line. First in the line podcast. Yes, and I have not listened to it yet. I still need to. Uh, I do want to see Wonka. It's spoiler-free. I'll be safe. It is, yeah. Okay. It's a good time. I liked Wonka a lot, actually. I need to see it. Did you see anything else we need to know? Anything else we want to talk about? What else did... Oh, I saw a show that I really have gotten into, Mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reacher. Is it good? I really like it. Is he it. better than Tom Cruise? I think so. Now, here's the thing. I really like those Tom Cruise movies. Oh, that makes And I was a little hesitant to watch the show because of that. Because, like, oh, they're already doing this. You know, it seems kind of soon. But this show's awesome. He's so cool. Like, and the way... So, I guess I did a little research, and I guess he fits the Reacher character, Jack Reacher character. Yeah, he's supposed to be, like, huge, right? And that's how this guy is. When he yeah. walks into a room... Like, there's this part at the beginning of the show. This isn't really spoiling anything. But, like, one of the first scenes is he, this guy is kind of being mean to this girl, his girlfriend, you know? And Reacher walks up to him, and he just, like, stares at him. You know, he's like, what are you doing, man? And the guy just starts to get scared, you know? And he's just got that presence to him because he's so big. Mm. And he can just walk into a place. And I really like what they do with his character. He's a lot like me. Yeah, he is, Mark. Oh, you so could, you should have said I should have played Reacher. You could play Jack Reacher, yeah. Actually, I guess the guy who plays him was Aquaman in Smallville. I did some... That was that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was so irritating in that show. Really? Yes. He's great as Jack Reacher. Is he? Yeah. Good for I, him. I love him in the Jack he Reacher show. He was so annoying. <laughs> Oh, he was like my least favorite part. Although I didn't really like that show anyway, so. Well, one thing Good I love for about him. Jack Reacher too is he he kind of gets involved in this like crime mystery thing, and it's funny because he just rolls into this town, and it's just because he has an interest in blues music, and he's going to see this monument of this blues artist. Then all of a sudden, he gets accused of murder. And he's like, I just want to see this music guy. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> it's really fun, but it's really good. So it's good? Yeah, I really dig it. And there, I'm partway through season one, there's a second season that just released. Yeah, I keep yeah. saying that, so it looks like it's back. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. I watched um, a movie. I've been binging. Everything I've watched has been Christmas and holiday nice related. Mark. Yes, I finally watched Joy Jewex Duel this season. Great movie. We're about to watch a classic, or a new classic. Yep. Uh, Urkel saves Christmas. We haven't watched it yet. We should have. We should have done this after, because then we could talk about how great that is. Yes, but I watched. uh, I watched a non-Christmas movie on Sunday. I was listening to a podcast, Mm -hmm. and they were talking about this movie, and I knew I had access to it, and it was called The Man Who Saved Pinball. Oh, yeah, and it's on. It's on Hulu, and the whole idea is. uh, I didn't realize this. And actually, I didn't realize this until a couple years ago, but it does play a part in Licorice Pizza. Oh, really? Yeah, where pinball is outlawed. Oh. Uh, so pinball is, like, illegal, uh, like, across the country. Like, for some reason, they thought pinball was illegal for the reasons of gambling. They thought people were using it to gamble. Did that really happen? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, so the whole idea is this guy 
goes into the uh, he has to go in front of like um, city hall uh-huh. and to explain why it's not illegal and they're like why or why it's not about gambling and they're like it's all about a sk- game of chance and he's like no there's skill involved and he has to play a game of pinball in front of him and show him like how he can do like everything and <laughs> that's really cool uh, yeah it was it was actually a really good movie and like it kind of like deals with like he gets divorced right at the beginning and then he starts dating this woman with a child and then she, he has to just you know, going through whether or not he, he's going to make a mistake again. and Oh. Uh, it was a very good movie. Really? That sounds good. I really liked it. I didn't... I don't think I recognized anybody who was in it. it but it's another one of those weird biopic movies. Yeah, real... Like, <laughs> a, yes, like how we've had, like, that year, the the product movie. Uh-huh. Is, uh, this is not about making a pinball, but it was just about pinball in general. And yeah. I uh, I just wanted to watch it, and I really... I made you feel good. So was, was he a good... pinball wizard? He was a pinball wizard. So, <laughs> it was a very good movie. Nice. I'm going to check that out because that sounds like my kind of movie, Mark. Anything else you want to uh, uh, discuss? Anything else you do? Um, I'm, I'm trying to think. Well, uh, you just were talking about it. Uh, Nate Bergazzi. Oh, Nate Bergazzi, right? I went and saw him. Uh, I went and saw Mark and I love this comedian. He uh, hosted SNL this year. If you're not aware of him, he kind of uh, is breaking out huge this year. Yeah. I mean, he was already pretty big, but, you know, once you start hosting SNL and people like you, I mean... The show was the sold out that limit. I went to. Where was it? It was in Ottumwa, Iowa. No, I know, but was it in a theater? Was it in a, like a... It was like a big gym. Oh, it's really? It's a place called the Bridgeview Center, and it's like an event center, but it's like this huge gym, and they sold out everything. I sat on one of the bleachers. It was kind of an uncomfortable seat. I'm not going to lie. But it was a very, very good show. He was amazing. I, I hear he's going to be doing arenas now. I, I think he has to, Mark. Like, uh, yeah, like that's where he's got. I mean, he, since I saw him, he was like headlining at the Funny Bone. Uh-huh. And then he went to headlining at um, like theaters. Yeah. Like he did Hoyt Sherman. I saw him there. And like, I mean, he's only getting bigger. And he now is. it's going to be arenas. Like. And it's crazy. It's crazy how this guy just has like a connection with people. Well, he's just so. I think he's very natural. He is. He he's just. It sounds like just a person that's telling you a funny story. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's not like you know a character. It's and his character. I mean, he does have a character, but it's like him. Yeah. But it's like if he was really stupid. It is. Like, like yep. he likes to pretend. Like I don't think he's as dumb as he lets on. No. Uh, I don't think he was probably great in school when he talks <laughs> about that, which makes me laugh. I think that's relatable though. This stuff he brings up. About oh yeah, school. totally. Like how he's bad at math and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I get that. All right. Believe me, I get that. Uh, I yeah, neighbor Gotzi's great. I watched another movie this weekend. You I did? did watch another Christmas movie, Werewolf Santa. Oh, I've never seen that one. I found out it exists this week, and it's probably one I wouldn't have watched. It's a very low-budget uh, horror movie. Mm-hmm. The effects are not great. Yeah. But the reason I thought it was interesting is I do my line of independent comics. Actually, that was the first thing I thought of. Yeah, <laughs> and like I, we wrote a comic, or I wrote it, and then uh, my artist Gary drew it, where Santa Claus is bitten by a werewolf mm-hmm. and has to be killed by my main hero. Yeah. And it's so weird, and I, I'm not trying to get on the band. I, I know I didn't steal it from them, and I, I don't know. They're like European. Yeah. So whoever they are, they had no co- association with me. So it's just bizarre, and what are the odds that there would be a werewolf Santa Claus movie that would come out the same year I made a werewolf Santa comic book? It is weird, Mark. Like, it's like, oh, Killer Santa, that's been done. I could see that, uh-huh. but a werewolf? Yeah. Two of the same year? Uh, it was fun. I mean, I kind of liked it. Yeah. Mark, I would hate it if, like, the people came up with the movie are listening to our podcast now and they got a cigar. And they're like, ah, ha, ha, we got him. Well, I never pitched that. <laughs> I, I know. That, that'd be scary. That's why. <laughs> That's true. Well, I mean, whatever. I mean, I don't know. Mark, it, it's part of life. I think you were first, Mark. <laughs> well, I think we were probably working at the same time. Yeah, it's probably true. Uh, and like I said, I'm not. I don't want to be that person. No, it's I one don't... of those things. There's so many ideas in the world, and sometimes that just happens. I think that's true. Oh, it, it got really bad during the comedy uh, stand-up comedy craze when mm-hmm. everybody was uh, complaining about other people stealing jokes. Yeah, and it's like, so I, I kid you not. When I was doing stand-up comedy, there's an episode of Family Guy. That had maybe four or five jokes I told. Really? One episode. So, and then uh, a friend of mine had a really funny punchline that we were listening to a CD years after he told it. Uh And it was in there. Like, like verbatim. And we never saw this guy live. He had Uh never come to town and see us. 
So the idea that this this guy could like th- it just happens. Yeah. So you know, more power to these people. I have nothing against them. I hope they're successful, and I liked what they made. You guys should team up. I would like to. Te- yeah. I'd like to meet them. I mean, I'm sure they're cool people. So yeah, I'm just they have the same like kind of. Way mindset is you. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. yeah. I think it'd be uh, a fun conversation. Probably. Yeah, we should have him on here Come to pitch on the a movie. Podcast, guys. Pitch another movie for <laughs> yeah. us. Uh, a Santa Leprechaun. There you Santa go. gets bitten by a leprechaun. <laughs> anyway, so last week we did. Uh, we didn't miss it on purpose. We planned it that way just because we had a long episode uh-huh. over and long. We were doing our Christmas wish list. Yep, yep. So this week we're going to do two. Yeah. Right? Yep, yep. I got two. Okay, do you want to go first or do you want me to? Do you want to go first, Mark? I can if you want. Yeah, go for it. Uh, my first one, you know how big of a fan I am of the animated series The Tick? Oh, I know. Mine would be uh, to get everybody together uh-huh. and make Tick Season 4. Oh, that would be cool. So, of course, what we're discussing here, uh, just to kind of refresh, I probably should have said this before I told you. Uh-huh. These are our ideas of things that could potentially be made. Uh-huh. So it's not like our normal pitches where it's just outlandish and there's no way anybody would want to make something I write. Yeah. These are things that we think could be made. There's Everything's out there to make it, but we don't think anybody ever will. Yeah. And mine is the fourth animated series of The Tick. I know they were working on it when the show got officially canceled and there's like scripts out there. There's one I know that I've heard about that made me laugh so hard where... Uh, for some reason, the tick gets transported to Africa, and he thinks he's on the moon. <laughs> he thinks all the people in Africa are moon men. <laughs> Which, when I read that, made me laugh so hard. And I know some of the episodes were adapted into the live-action show. Uh, and then they did a thing like a year ago where they got all the ticks together, and they read uh, they read scripts mm-hmm. like live. It was like during COVID, actually. And you could, like, for 40 bucks, you could be part of that. And so I... That's pretty cool. I did it. Yeah, it was really cool. Patrick Warburton was on it. I think all the ticks there. Uh, and they did they did an episode where it was, like, um, Mount Doom, Milwaukee or something <laughs> uh, that was written. And it was, like, really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just... Yeah, I really missed... I would love to see more of the tick. And I wish uh, a streaming service... If I tell you this. I'm not even joking. Any streaming service that picked that up, I would, I would subscribe. There you go, Mark. Just for that. Putting it out there. I'm serious. That's how much I would want to see that. So mine is the Tick season four animated series. Tick. I love that. What's yours? Okay, so I first you want to do one each, and then yeah. Okay, uh, my first one was um, a Jeff Gordon biopic, and if you don't know this, I'm a big NASCAR fan, and. I would love... Jeff Gordon was my all-time favorite driver. He's like my hero Is he retired? Up. Yeah, he's retired now. And uh, he's been retired for about seven, eight years now. And But he was like my favorite all the way. He was like my hero. You know, he was my number one guy in like anything. Yeah. Jeff Gordon was... And he still is. I still look up to him. But obviously, since he did... He still is in the sport. He actually is an owner now instead of a racer. And I miss him so much as a race car driver. But just to have a movie about him... I think it would be like the coolest thing ever. I'm sure. It, I'm sure that could happen. I think it could, but I just, I just worry it might be a little too niche, you know? Because I understand, like most people know, when you talk about NASCAR, most people know about Jeff Gordon. Yeah. But, but I just, I don't know. I feel like it'd be made. I'm, I'm thinking this more like selfishly, like, oh, I would love to see it, but I don't know if anybody would love to see it. You know? Who would you cast? That's, I don't know. That's the thing. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, he, he might be a little too tall, Mark. Jeff is pretty short, actually. Is he really? Yeah. Michael I, J. Fox? I, I met him one time. Yeah, he's probably about the size of him. I met him one time, and I was I was taller than him. I've always joked. It was weird to meet a guy you looked up to your whole life, and he's smaller he's than smaller you. He's smaller than you? But he's my hero, and I just Most I people Jeff. are smaller than me, so I'm used to it. <laughs> uh, okay, that's cool. And I'm sure that will get made at I some point. I hope so, Mark. I mean, NASCAR is... NASCAR is pretty big. It's still big. I don't know if it's as big as it once was, but you don't think so? Oh no! Oh no! If you look at like the TV viewership thing, it's it's gone down. And stuff. Has it really? Yeah. Why do you think that is? I I think they changed a lot of stuff, like with like the point system and how they crown a champion. I think it's a mix of a lot of things. I think it's that and where they actually broadcast the races and 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 also a lot of the big stars have retired too. You know, 
like Jeff Gordon, Dale Jr. And they're not making new stars, so there's nobody coming in taking their place. They're kind of starting to finally pick up momentum, but it takes a while. It doesn't happen overnight, you know. Yeah. It's like one of those things where it's like they kind of have to build a career a little bit. Yeah. I think before. And plus you had all these guys coming in. They were really good race car drivers, but personality-wise, they were kind of all the same. You know, they were just kind of like all these regular guys, all really likable, but it's like they weren't like, none of them were like a Dale Earnhardt or anything, you know, like yeah. that. Where, so I think it's a lot of things all at once, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. But NASCAR's coming to Iowa next year, and I love it. I'll always love it. So is Post Malone and uh, Luke Combs. Yeah, they're coming to the IndyCar race. Are they together? Uh, separate days. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I was like, that's a weird combo. Post Malone's been... Uh, doing country music a little bit though has he he's really good actually Post Malone yeah. is, like uh during again covid they they uh, people got into the like habit of like because i think nobody had anything to do they'd get uh-huh. together and like uh they would do like just concerts and stuff mm-hmm. i watched dropkick murphy's do their uh st patrick's day show um a goldfinger i think did some stuff and post malone did him and like travis barker blink 22 a couple guys just got together and they just did Nirvana stuff. He's really good. I was told like it was one of those things where I'm not really what I would call a post Malone fan, mm-hmm. but I was like I I'm kind of impressed by this guy. He seems like a really nice dude too. Like every interview I've seen with him, he's like smiling and just really happy. You know what somebody told me once? I was actually it's weird. I was talking about him today because uh, uh, at work we were Christmas caroling and I met a woman and she had a tattoo by her ear uh-huh. it was like a small spider web with a spider coming down yeah, I was kind of talking really to her cool. yeah I was like I like your tattoo we were talking about it and she I was like you know it's kind of like face tattoos are becoming more accepted uh-huh. you know seeing that in the 1980s would have been crazy yeah. or 1990s and we started talking about Post Malone and I was like I was like you know I heard that he said the reason he did that is because he, he thought he was ugly Oh. Which I was like, that's really sad. Yeah, that is. That's not why I would um, get a tattoo. Like, that's a bad... Tattoos, I love tattoos. I got tattoos. I think you should get tattoos. But not to cover yourself up because you think you're ugly. No, I I will say... Post I mean, now it's kind of, You think you're beautiful. I think he's a great looking guy. Now would he, you Would you date him? No, I wouldn't, Mark. Oh, Sorry, God. I don't swing that way. But I hope I hope, I hope, hope a girl dates him. I'm sure I think he's, a girl has I'm it. sure he's doing fine. <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. I, I think he's a beautiful dude, and I think, I think though now the tattoos have kind of become part of his look though. You oh yeah, Post Malone, you think that, and it's kind of hard to say like, I would now it'd be weird if he didn't have them. You know, like, oh yeah, yeah I mean, no, I get that, but I just saw those things where it's like I don't think people, people shouldn't have to feel that way no, to cover themselves. People are up. mean sometimes. Yeah, Post Malone, I think you're great. I do too. All I, right. My second one. Yeah. I've been really busy, and I didn't put a lot of thought into this, so don't be mad at me. Oh, it's okay, Mark. But I know what it is. There's one movie I talk about all the time. <laughs> no one else likes it nearly as much as I do, but I love it. It's a little action movie that stars Clive Owen and holdovers Paul Giamatti yep. called Shoot 'Em Up. <laughs> and I almost wrote a pitch for it today, and I decided to go with something else. But... My Christmas wish list would be shoot 'em up too. Oh, absolutely! I'm surprised you haven't said that already. Actually. I'm sure I will, but I was just thinking about. It. I was like, I don't think I've ever thought about it. I think I, li- I think I like shoot 'em up the way it is. Mm-hmm. It's like this perfect package. Yeah. And I kind of like it. The fact that people don't like it. <laughs> like, and I don't want to sound like a hipster, but it, it makes it feel like it's my thing. No, I get that. Like, yeah. it's like, oh man, this is something I get, and like nobody else gets, and mm-hmm. it kind of, it kind of makes me feel special. Uh, I love Shoot 'Em Up. I wa- I've watched that movie like 80 times. I, and I can watch it again. And I just... All it is is an MTV music video with uh, <laughs> graphic violence. And it's so fun to me. Uh, and I, I love it. It's a good time, Mark. And I'm it surprised is. it hasn't picked up a cult following. It does have a following. Oh, yeah. Okay. There, you can find articles out there. It's like the greatest action movie that nobody knows about. Really? Stuff like that. Yeah. So there's definitely people out there that love Shoot 'Em Up. Mm-hmm. But... There's people out there that most people either don't know what it is, and a lot of them that do are like, I don't like this movie. <laughs> uh, and they're wrong. I liked it. I had a good time. I love it. Okay, what's your next one? So, mine is kind of a weird idea, but, mm-hmm. and this, but this is a Christmas wish list, so that's why I'm putting it on there. I want a new Star Wars movie. That's good. That Well, that and that had the same hype that was like around the Phantom Menace and Force Awakens. Something that can get me excited about going to the theater. Like that excited, you know? Because I remember how excited I was to go see the Force Awakens, Mark. And I was, everybody was hyped. Oh, yeah. It's just one of the greatest movie-going experiences I've ever had. 
And I want that again with another Star Wars movie. If that you it has sense. to be a Star Wars movie. I mean, it can be any movie. But I like a Star Wars movie. Uh, uh, Endgame, I had that. Yeah, I did for Endgame as well. And and Infinity War. And I would say Spider Man. Spider Man No Way yeah. Home. Yeah. I felt like I had that. Uh, it's been. Has I have we had that at all this year? I will say my screening of Barbie came close. Like yeah. I remember, I was there. It was sold out. People were dressed up, and people like cheered at different parts and stuff. And I didn't, I didn't really get that with Barbie. I mean, I get like I, my experience with Barbie was not that. Uh-huh. Uh I didn't get what you had. So I think it's because I went to that pre-opening thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and when I went to it, I uh, the uh, the alarms went off, was... and we got to leave halfway through it. So <laughs> I had to watch it in two parts. So I feel like I missed the Barbie boat. Uh-huh. Uh, I know people love it, but I, I liked it. I liked what I saw. I thought uh, Ryan Gosling was great in it. Oh yeah. Uh, but I'm just. I don't. Kidding. I'm trying to think if if we had anything like that. I know Avatar felt like that because you talked to people that would like. They're like, oh, like Avatar took people, got people into the movie theaters. Oh yeah, there were my screen was like sold out, and I say what on, you like, will about Avatar. You know what was like that? Godzilla minus one. Yeah, that's what I. When heard. I went and saw that, it's like a middle of the day on a. Sunday, mm-hmm. and it was packed. Yeah, and I like I can't remember the last time I've seen a movie like that. So that was awesome. I think sometimes it's always those movies you don't really think like, oh, this is going to be a big thing. Yeah, that's always kind of nice. But no, there's definitely something about the movie that you build up the hype, you're like pumped for it, and then you get there, and it was like it pays off. Yeah, the first Spider-Man I can think of for me. Oh yeah, like that was so big. He was that was everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited, and then I finally saw it, and I I loved it then, and I love it now. I know for some reason it kind of has like a backlash against it. People don't like it as much, but I oh like the original, it. the first Spider Man feels like it. Oh man, uh, you know, but I mean, whatever. I love it. I love it too. And that, that's why we can't have movie theaters go away. We got to have those things every couple. That's just years, it. Yes, you know? I know. It's like that's a, I I. How often do you watch comedies at home? Like. Oh, all comedies? Yeah. Oh, I could put one of those on, Mark. I never watch a comedy. You never do, but it is no, because because if you're in a theater, it has yeah. to be in a group like setting. If if I'm not laughing with everybody else, then it's it's just not. I don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. I just don't have that connection. No, I get that. Um, and th- that one memory you have of the first time watching in the theater it sticks with you forever too. Yes. So yeah, definitely. Movie theaters are definitely the way to go. Yep. Uh, anyway, so that was your. That I like that. Yeah. I mean, that's not, yeah, that's that's a great wish list. It's more of a feeling, but it's like, But yeah. that's a great wish, That yeah, that's perfect, because it's like, this is what you have to build, and it's, I do think them releasing so much is also going to hurt that, if you uh-huh. always get it, it's like that episode of, uh, or Once Upon a Christmas with Mickey Mouse, <laughs> yeah. where if every day is Christmas, it's not special. It doesn't feel as good, yeah. But where you have one Star Wars movie come out every 20 years, it's a big deal. suddenly, yeah, suddenly it's like, oh man, yeah. I, I gotta be there. <laughs> Anyway. That's what they have to do. They got to wait 20 more years. Exactly. And they might at this rate. I mean, it's kind of looking that way. Yeah, I know. It almost feels like they'll be like, hey, we have a new movie coming out. And they're like, oh, wait, just kidding. We forgot about that one. Hopefully you guys did too. uh, (laughs) So, uh, was there anything, before I get into my pitch, was there anything you wanted to discuss? One thing, Mark. Yes. I came up with a quick game. Okay. It's a surprise game, but I think it's fun because it's Christmas related. Okay. So I came up with three Christmas special ideas. Okay. And I want you to choose which one's your favorite and which one you would have happen. Wait, have happen to me personally? Oh, no. I, make. Which one you would green light to make. Oh, okay. Yeah. All so, right. I'm ready. And it's just a title. It's not like anything more than that, okay? Okay. Three titles. So the first one I have... It's Christmas on Jurassic Park. <laughs> Why are they celebrating Christmas on Jurassic Park? <laughs> I don't know, Mark. It's a who's who's celebrating Christmas? Is it the dinosaurs <laughs> or the humans? Both. <laughs> okay. Predator and Santa save the day. From who? Uh, I don't know. Maybe the alien. They're always bad. Do they start out as enemies and become friends? Yeah, they have to. That's how every Predator movie like, goes. Does Predator, is Predator, what list is the Predator on? Well, oh, that's a good question. I, I think by the be- the beginning of the movie, he's on the naughty list, but maybe by the end, maybe maybe he gives he gives he gives Predator, Predator gives Santa something, 
And then Santa gives him something in return because you know that's Predator's thing, giving the weapon. Aww, <laughs> that yeah, would be cool. that's cute. And then finally, Indiana Jones and the Sleigh Bells of Wonder. That one. Okay. I don't know why, but that one I just feel like. Indy goes to the North Pole. I love that idea. And maybe Santa gets involved, but that was just my quick little game. That one you could like really dig into like the lore of who Santa was, Saint Nicholas was. Yeah, there you go. Uh, they're all great. Oh, thanks. I Mark. gotta be honest with you. As I say, I thought they were all universal, but no, Predators Fox. So. Yep, and, and mm. uh, uh, Indy's uh, Disney now. Not, yeah, I guess he does. I guess technically. Uh, yeah, they, not that they do anything. Well. Yeah, that's true. Well, they'll own them all soon. <laughs> Pretty soon. Okay. Uh, before we be before we keep going, was there anything else you wanted to discuss? I don't think so, Mark. I mean, we're having a good time talking about oh, well, we got alarms going on yeah, sorry we got a kind of alarms going off we're getting ready to watch the urkel movie <laughs> nobody's ever said that before <laughs> so rumor has it yeah they are working on a sequel to a famous movie that also had uh has a very long-running tv show that's still going in fact, Taiko Watiti has just guest started on it this week. Oh, oh, Mark, I know what you're talking about. So the rumor is Simpsons movie part two, the second Simpsons movie, is in the work at Disney. Oh, I thought it was a Cleveland show. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm just joking. The PJ's movie. Huh. No, so the Simpsons movie is on the way. Mm -hmm. uh, the second part. I don't know if this is true. I could see it. I mean, I'll believe it when I see it. You know how I am. I did see a lot of big outlets report it. Yeah, they've been talking like about a lot and stuff. So I mean, I think Disney. I mean, Disney's had a rough year. Yeah. Uh, so they're probably looking for something that would uh, be uh, something they could count on. And, and it's so been a while since they've been in the public eye. I think. Yeah. You know? So the yeah Simpsons apparently are evergreen. I mean, I think so. It's also really weird that they put the Simpsons on now at seven thirty in that Crapopolis show at seven. Yeah, it's a good thing they didn't do Crapopolis the movie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's going to be a Crapopolis season two. I don't think so. Mark. I think they're expecting another Rick and Morty, and I don't. I don't know. I don't think they're going to get it. <laughs> I've tried watching it. and I don't get it. Really? It just that doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> Great White North's coming back, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. But anyway. So. This is what I've decided to do. Was to think. Put my thinking toque on. And I decided what would be... What I would like to see... In a second Simpsons movie. Oh, Mark, I'm excited. I, I wanted to hear your opinion on this. Uh, I don't know if I need it. I mean, to be honest with you. Simpsons is like, you want my honest opinion on what I think of the Simpsons right now? What's that, Mark? Simpsons is like an old dog you love. Yeah. But it also kind of needs to be put down. Oh, no. So it's like, there's times where I love my dog, uh -huh. and I, I don't want to see it go, but there's also times where like, man, you just don't have it anymore, do you? I get, I get what you're saying, Mark, yeah. Um, although I will admit, every once in a while, it still pulls, it still surprises me. This week's episode, it wasn't, uh, it was nowhere near uh, great as like the best episodes. Uh huh. But for what I've seen lately, it was very funny. It was yeah. kind of funny. It was like uh, Taiko Watiti is in it, and they're, they're on this cruise, and it's like a big uh, Comic Con, like on a cruise. Uh huh. And Combo Guy has this rare action, uh, radioactive man action figure that has Wolverine claws, and only two were made. And somebody damages it, like, rips its head off. Oh, really? Yeah. And so, like, they, they shut the lights off. When they come back on, it's, like, destroyed. And it becomes, like, a Strangers on the Train mystery. Of, oh, like, that, who, that sounds like, good. Like, because everybody has a reason to hate a uh, comic book guy. Uh-huh. There was actually a really funny part where Sideshow Mel had a, a clip from his a Wacky Racist movie he was making. <laughs> that was going to be, like, Mad Max Fury Road. Really? <laughs> yeah. And Timothy Chalamet played Dastardly. Oh, I like that. Uh... But, yeah, yeah Taco Atiti, but it was not Timothy Chalamet. It was just a, somebody doing uh, a laugh. But anyway, so, 
I started thinking, what would I like to see? There's it a lot is. of stuff you could do. Well, so here's mine. Okay. So our, our story begins with a man in a cloak walking into Burns' manor. Mm-hmm. He is led to a secret room with these two large intimidating doors. The door is open and the cloak man enters. There's a large round table, table with similarly cloaked men standing around the table. <laughs> the man who enters approaches the table and removes his cloak, revealing Sideshow Bob. Oh, man. Are we all here? Good. We all came for the same reason. Each one of us has a feud with a member of the Simpsons family. I want to see Bart Simpson dead. Another cloaked man removes his hood, revealing Herb Powell. Homer's estranged brother. Oh! Uh, Homer's estranged brother, Herb, still harbors a grudge from the time he cost him his fortune. Yep. A woman removes her cloak, revealing Lurleen Lumpkin. This is the country singer. I remember her. Yep. So this is a country singer. Homer falls in love, or uh, it starts managing. Yep. And then she tries to seduce Homer. Lurleen, who hates Marge for ruining her singing career. Homer did the right thing. And I wanted to steal Homer. She adds, the group responds in shock and amazement. <laughs> yes, I read that in an email and assumed it had to be a typo, Bob responds. But let us continue. A young girl removes her hood, revealing Allison Taylor from Lisa's rival. Oh. Allison Taylor, Lisa's, Allison Taylor, Lisa's friend, destroyed, destroyed, Lisa tried to destroy your diorama. You two tried to become friends, but after that episode, she treated as you've never existed. Because they never bring her up again. Uh, and I figured that episode could refer to that moment, uh, episode that she was acting instead of the sh- episode of the show. That's a good idea. I like that, Mark. And baby, and a baby removes his food, removing baby Gerald. And little baby Gerald, the one who has the most bitter hatred of us all for Maggie Simpson. <laughs> Now let's wait. There's another member. A final member removes his he- hood, revealing Gil. It's me, Gil. I got added to the email on ex- an accident, but I would love to be part of your group. Please let me stay. I don't have any friends, and I need to. I just need to get out of the house for a while. Mister Burns puts Mister Bourne point points to Gil. Smithers, remove this man. While being removed, Gil says, Come on, does anybody hate the dog? I can be the guy who hates the dog. <laughs> Very good. Now we have banded together. We shall take our revenge on the Simpsons. And how do you plan on doing this? Herb Powell asks. Oh. Which can be played by Danny DeVito. Oh, of course. Yeah, he's got to come back. Good question. Follow me. Everyone follows Sideshow Bob into a large room. And it's set up like uh, the lab from Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. There, Professor Frank is chained to a table. Our good friend, Professor Brink, has uh, Professor Frank has built us our secret weapon. Now, I don't want to be any part of this, but but you kidnap me with the grabbing and the pulling and the tossing and the truck and the car and all the hurting. I can't do voices. <laughs> that but was better than I could do, Mark. That you try. Good. All the hurting and the pulling and that's the pretty good. It's Frank, hard. Frank opens a pan, uh, enough. Mister Burns says. If you want your Best Buy gift card, this had better work. Frank opens a panel on the roof. I only hope the lightning will generate enough power for our needs, Frank says. What do you mean, Sideshow Bob's asks. Doesn't Mr. Burns own a power plant? Oh no, Frank says. For what we need, it has to be scary storm lightning. A platform begins to rise into the sky. Lightning hits it. The panel lowers right next to the group. A person on the table sits up. Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce our secret weapon? The cloth falls to reveal Frank Grimes. Oh, yes! Yes, yes, yes! The next day... <laughs> I love that you brought him back, The next day, Krusty is having a blowout sale on burgers. Only 99 cents for a burger. Krusty is being interviewed by Kent Brockman and about it. So, Krusty, what's with this incredible sale you're having? Thanks, Kent, Krusty says. What my lawyers told me to say to you was that we wanted to give something to our wonderful customers. It has nothing to do with the lawsuit we lost when people found out our kosher burgers were actually not kosher. <laughs> Crushy, don't you feel don't you feel that selling non-kosher food and labeling as kosher reflects poorly as you being a, as you being Jewish? Kid asks, what the hell does being Jewish have to do with anything? <laughs> I was trying to write jokes. I don't know if they're funny. <laughs> The Simpson family pulls up and finds a giant line leading out of the Krusty Burger. They get out. Bart is holding Maggie. Oh, thanks a lot, Marge, Homer proclaims. 
This this is why I said we should camp out in front of Krusty Burger. Homer, you can't ca- camp out in front of Krusty Burger every night. It also isn't my fault you wanted to stop for pizza on the way here, Marge says. Oh, this is going to take forever. Hey, guys, Bart says, I think Maggie just dropped a bomb in her pants. Lisa smells, oh, she needs change, Mom. Here, I will change her. Marge reaches for Maggie, but Homer snatches her. Hold on. Homer J has a plan. Homer holds up Maggie and begins yelling, excuse me, stinky baby here, stinky baby. Big load of poop. Homer pushes his way through the crowd as they dart out of the way uh, in disgust. Before you know it, Homer is standing behind Patty and Selma, who are the next two in line. Sorry, Homer, that won't work on me, Selma says. Did you forget I lost my sense of taste and smell? If you can't taste, what are you doing here, Homer asks, just annoying you. Outside, we see the legs of Frank Grimes in front of the Krusty Burger. Make his and uh, outside of the Krusty Burger makes his way inside. Homer is at the counter ordering when Grimes bursts in. He grabs Homer and spins around. Grimey, Homer asks, "Is that you? I thought you were dead." <laughs> I was dead, Grimes says, but now I'm back to kill you. Kill me? You can't kill me, Homer claims. People love me. Is that true? Everyone, raise your hand if it would bother you if I murdered Mo- Homer Simpson. Frank Grimes proclaims, the only people that raise their hands are Marge, Lisa, and Maggie. Marge pushes Bart and he raises his hand. You see Homer? Grimes lifts Homer up by the neck. They all want to see you dead as much as I do. Homer Grimes tosses Homer out of the window into the street. Oh, man. My goodness, comic book guy proclaims, Frank Grimes has, become, has returned as a Terminator. Grimes approaches Homer, cracking his knuckles, uh... When the car, when the family car hits Grimes, Bart is driving. Dad, get in! The entire family get in and drive off. What the hell is going on? This is a nightmare, Homer asks. I know, Frank Grimes is back from the dead and he wants to kill you. Lisa says, yes, plus we didn't get our food. How will we survive? Oh, Homer, you always keep an emergency crusty burger in the glove box, Marge says. But no fries! I think it's important we find, I think it's more important to find out how Frank Grimes came back to life. There must be a logical explanation, Lisa says. Maybe he's Jesus, and Jesus wants revenge on you, Dad. Bart says, that sounds like Jesus. <laughs> they then see Principal Skinner waving them into a parking garage. They enter the garage. Simpson, thank goodness you're still alive. Wow, thanks, Seymour, Bart says. I have some disturbing news for you, Skinner says, leading them inside a small, dark building. A group of people have gotten together to enact their revenge on the Simpsons, and they will stop at nothing to kill you. But why, Homer asks, and everybody glares at him, because they all know it. And I mean, I mean, why Lisa, Marge, and Maggie, he says. The more important question is, Lisa asks, how do you know this? Oh, I can answer that, Skinner said. Skinner opens the door, we find Sideshow Bob. I am part of the group. <laughs> Bob slashes at the family with a large knife, but they duck and get away screaming. The family runs into the street where Reverend Lovejoy tries to run them down with his car. So they're starting to realize everybody's in on it. Uh-huh. They run off and into a back alley. They're trapped. A large group of Springfielders show up. Bob and Frank lead the charge. You're trapped, you're trapped my dear friend Simpsons. Our little game finally comes to an end, Bob says. Your antics and escapades have been a thorn in the sides of the people of Springfield long enough. Even my once-hated once hated enemy, Krusty the Clown, agrees. And then we see Grandpa Simpson dressed up as Krusty. That's right. I am the clown and I hate this family. <laughs> well, I do. It's kind of like the first Simpsons movie when he's part of the mob. <laughs> yeah. That's, Dad, Homer asks. The group make their way to the family. Moments away from being murdered and suddenly a masked man arrives protecting the Simpson. He drops a small gas bomb. When, the, when it clears, he and the Simpsons are gone. Uh-oh. They are walking through the sewers together. Come with me, Simpsons, the man says. Nowhere is safe. Even your home is being monitored by an elite team of assassins. We got to the Simpsons' house and see Dolph, Kearney, and Jambo sitting in front on their bikes. We're going to pay to rough people up. In your face, guidance counselor, Jimbo says. <laughs> they are led into an abandoned monorail station. Why not? Oh, yeah, what a callback. I Thank love you. What is this place, Lisa asks. We are for the forgotten members of Springfield. Pissed, pushed aside and re, re, pushed off into obscurity. There's Mr. La, Mar, Mr. Largo, Marvin Monroe, Homer's old friend Charlie, Ruth <laughs> Fa, Ruth Powers, Black Smithers, 
Herman. Herman was the one-armed guy. Uh-huh. But I thought putting Black Smithers in there made me laugh. <laughs> but who are you, Marge asked. The man removes his ass, re- revealing a poo! Oh! I'm bringing him back. The family says, rushing to him and hugging him. There's a conspiracy against you, my friends, Apu says. And almost the entire city is in on it, Lisa. And almost the entire city is in on it, Lisa says. Not just Springfield, says Apu. Pretty much all of Australia, Brazil, Japan, China, Italy. Okay, we get it, Marge cuts them off. People don't like it. So those are all the places they upset, by the way. Really? Yeah, so like in real world, like like the, like the certain episodes won't air then because they get make everybody mad. So that's why that was that That's joke. clever, Marge. Thank you. Yes, you are indeed hated and, dis- and displeased by pretty much uh, despised by pretty much everyone. Apu says, but you do still have friends. Would I have learned about the conspiracy? I reached out to those friends. Uh, you do have friends out there to keep you safe. You have to make your way back to Cypress Creep. There you will meet S. Who is S? How will we know him? You will know him. There is banging on the door. They have found us. Run, systems, run, <laughs> run for your lives. The group gets their way to Cypress Creek. Why does this look so familiar, Homer asks. We lived here, Homer, Marge says. When you worked for Globex. Was I a boxer there? No, the family says. An astronaut? No. A Bigfoot impersonator? No, I don't remember it. Well, the abandoned Globex building is probably a safe place to hide, Lisa says. They make their way to the Globex building and sneak in. It's emptied, covered in cobwebs. Oh, now I remember this place, Homer says. They had the best donuts. Homer, now this is not the start. This is not the time to start thinking about donuts, Bart asks. Actually, Mom, Bart says, I am pretty hungry. I think we all are, Lisa says. When we were in the sewers, I saw Maggie gnawing on a rat. <laughs> oh, she's just teething, Marge says. I really don't think there will be any food here, but there's no harm in checking. The group make their way to the commissary. It's empty and ravaged. But there is only one. But there is one donut sitting on a plate. It is the most delicious-looking donut anyone has ever seen. The holy donut. Homer <laughs> proclaims. Homer runs the donut and picks it up. When he lifts it up... It triggers a device. I figured it'd be like Indiana Jones uh-huh. uh, at the very first one where he lifts up the thing and the thing falls. So it triggers yes. this device, opening the floor, the entire family drop into darkness. Lenny and Carl enter a large room. Sideshow Bob and the other main members of the Revenge Squad are there. Lenny and Carl bow to them. I regret to inform you, we've lost the Simpsons, Lenny said. It was his fault, Carl says. Idiots! We want to kill one stupid family. Is it really that hard, Sideshow Bob says. <laughs> Not from what I've seen, Chief Wiggum says. Let me handle this, Herb says. Herb leads Sideshow Bob and Frank Grimes into a garage. Take this. It's a perfect tool for a Avenger against the Simpsons. We plan uh, to reveal the Homer, the car Homer designed. <laughs> Frank Grimes gets in it and drives off. Oh, yeah. The family wakes up in a pitch black room. It's classic cartoons with only open eyes floating in the blackness. We all came to at the same time, Lisa said. That's incredibly unrealistic. <laughs> I came to a while ago, but I didn't see any eyes, so I took a nap, Homer says. <laughs> but where are we now, Marge says. Then they, the lights flip on and we see Hank Scorpio. Oh, He's yes! S. I wondered if he was coming. Homer, Hank says. My favorite employee in his beautiful family. I never got to know you, but I am sure you're just as lovely. <laughs> Mr. Scorpio, he rushes... But he rushes toward over and gives him a hug. You don't know the hell we've been through. I do know, Homer. I know exactly what you've been through. Just because I'm an evil super villain who lives under an active volcano and literally sank Atlantis, people think I am evil. Oh, I guess I, I didn't mean that. Just because I am a super villain who lives under an active volcano and literally sank Atlantis, people think I am evil. But do not worry. I am going to use my resources to give you new identity, new lives and identities. No one will hound you. Homer, from this day forward, you'll be known as O.J. Simpson. O.J., wait, that's no good. <laughs> Damn it, I knew I should have handled this myself instead of buying a, a frat kid a ba- bag of reefer to do it. Don't worry, I'll figure something out. How do you feel about working as slaves on a fishing ship? You get three square meals a week. Then alarms begin to sound. What's happening, Marge asks. We have an intruder, Homer responds. Homer, Hank responds. The car, the Homer car bursts into the room and Frank's guy jumps out, landing on one knee a la Iron Man in that classic superhero pose. <laughs> Don't worry, Homer, I'll save you. Frank gra- Hank grabs a, Hank says grabbing a grenade. 
Frank grabs uh, his hand and holds it, uh, the grenade in it. The grenade explodes. When the smoke clears, only Frank Grimes is left standing. There's no killing him! Um, again, Lisa says. The explosion causes the floor to begin to shake, and it starts to drop away, revealing large pool of lava, because they're under a volcano. Yes. Right, he lived under a volcano, Lisa says. That would really help with the heating bills, March says. Grimes begins to make his way to the family as the floor drops away. Lisa gets to the door, and she tries opening it. It's locked and needs a code. Lisa begins to try and hack it. Grimes grabs Homer and begins to pull him to the edge, ready to drop into la- lava. When Lurleen bursts from the trunk, Hey, Grimey, she yells before smashing him in the face with a crowbar. He drops Homer, and Lurleen and Homer make their way to the family door. Make their fa- way to the family. Lisa opens the door. They enter the door, and just as it closes, Frank Grimes reaches in and grabs Bart, pulling him towards himself. The door closes. Oh, no. Homer, are you okay? Lurleen asks. No, he's not all right, Marge says. It seems like everyone is trying to kill us. And someone just kidnapped her son. And I'm surprised you're not refe- part of this revenge plot. I am. Or was, Lorene says. I didn't want to kill your family, Marge. I only wanted to kill you. Oh, that's not so bad, Homer says. And looks to see Marge glaring at him. I mean, how awful. Mom makes a good point, Lisa says. Everyone seems to want to kill us. Even friends who have uh, very little reason to want to see us dead. I don't know, but I uh, but I know I'm uh, I don't know, but I know I'm through running. Homer says I never liked running in my life, and I don't want to start now. Well, plus we need our son back. So Bart is hanging from a cage in a large room. The cage begins to spin slowly until it stops on Sideshow Bob's face. Hello, Bart. <laughs> Bart Bob says. Bart screams in terror. Oh, don't be scared. I'm not going to kill you. Not yet. You see, you are the cheese. And your family is the, are the big rats we, we want caught in our web. You're using cheese to catch rats in a web? Allison asks. I am sorry. I hypnotized an entire town to cut and kill one family. Maybe I'm a little stressed. Well, I'm stressed too, she said. Oh, please. Third grade geography homework. I could do that easily. The family make its way back to Springfield. Okay, we are back, Mart says. We need to find out how they took control of the city before we, we can get our way to BART. But it could be anything, Lisa says. Even that, home reports to a large billboard for Hypno-Cola. It has a black and white spiral logo and a slogan, Kill the Simpsons and get a free can of Hypno-Cola. <laughs> I knew something was fishy with that giveaway, Marge says. How do we destroy it? I don't know. Mindless destruction was Bart's forte, Lisa says. That's it. Bart has a lot of fireworks stashed at home. We have to go. We have to get home. The group make their way home, sneak past the bullies, and make their way to uh, Homer's shed. Homer opens his shed, and Lisa jumps in and removes a big box, fighting lots of fireworks. Uh, but notices that it's empty of its tools. <laughs> hey, where are my tools? Homer asks. You mean Flanders' tools? Marge asks. Don't worry, Homer. Flanders says behind Homer as they turn and see he has a chainsaw. I'll load it to you again. Flanders swings a chainsaw at Homer and misses. There is a scuffle, and Homer falls onto his uh, uh, falls onto a, uh, falls, but blocks him with one of Bart's crowbars. Flanders is trying to cut his way through the co- crowbar when he is hit from behind and knocked out by March. <laughs> Stupid Flanders, March says. <laughs> the group concoct a way to use fireworks to blow up this sign. They are about to light the fireworks. When Frank Grimes returns, Frank attacks Homer's. He tells Marge and Lisa to blow up the sign. They begin to light it, but then all the Springfielders begin to attack. They are outnumbered. It gets to a point where it looks very hopeless. Frank Grimes is standing over Homer and says, No one will save you, Homer. Your luck has ended. It's time you finally got what you always deserved. Homer mutters, terrified. I believe the word you are looking for, Frank says, lifting an axe above his head, is dough. Suddenly, Frank Grimes explodes. Homer looks and sees Frank Scorpio has arrived with a <laughs> rocket launcher. Lisa's trapped behind a car. The Springfield Indians are getting ready to climb over attack. It's over. It's all over, Lisa says. That doesn't sound like the C- Lisa Simpson I know, a voice says. Lisa looks up and sees a man. Mr. Bergstrom! He saves her and a crewless crew arrives to help. Marge and Maggie are also trapped. If all he wants someone had saved me, Marge says, but no one will, of course. Don't be so sure, a man looks up. To see 
a man says, Marge looks up to see Lee Majors. Oh, yes. I gotta <laughs> stop fantasizing about Lee Majors. <laughs> they regroup, but they're still outnumbered. Lisa points this out. Don't worry, Hank Scorpius. I also bought the Denver Broncos. <laughs> the Denver Broncos burst in and t- turned the tide of the battle. I think it'd be really funny. So I wrote this in here. I think it'd be really funny if they're violently attacking people. And it's like Agnes Skinner and Jack or Jasper, like the old people. Uh-huh. So it's like they're just getting <laughs> brutally tackled. But anyway, if you don't know that reference, that that's the team that Frank Grimes... Or, uh, Hank Scorpio buys Homer at the end of that episode. <laughs> he buys the him the Den- Yeah, so he buys him the Denver Broncos. So that's why they come back. <laughs> that's great. And Mars would always fantasize about Lee Majors. The Simpsons are able to steer- destroy the billboard. To Burns' manor, Homer says, and they make their way to Mr. Burns' home. Don't worry, my gates are impenetrable. Or impenetrable. No one can get past it, Mr. Burns says. Then the gates just open. Son of a bitch. Who opened <laughs> Who opened the gates? Sideshow Bob says. Bart. He turns and sees Bart has escaped. The Simpsons family enters, and this war is on a large fight between each rival. So, Homer versus Herb, Lisa versus Allison, Bart versus Sideshow Bob, and I guess Marge could just take a break because <laughs> uh, Lorraine left the group. I want to see, I, and I also, I want to see, I think that would be really funny if, uh, Maggie and Gerald are having a really like horrible fight, like and like jumping and like doing like John Wick stuff. That'd be great. And like Marge sees it and she'll just say, "She'll be sleeping good tonight." <laughs> At one point in the fight, the fight breaks into into Mr. Burns's treasure room, and we see the Jimmy Carter statue <laughs> with the Marge hair. The citizens start to come to their senses. The manor begins to get destroyed. And there's an epo- epic final battle between Sideshow Barb and Bart. Oh. Bart defeats him and everyone appears safe. Oh, Homer, Lenny says, sorry for trying to kill you these past few days. It's okay, Homer. It's okay. Sorry for trying to kill you these past few years, Homer says. <laughs> You've been trying to kill us, Carl asks. I'm glad we're friends, Homer says. <laughs> Suddenly, Sideshow Bob uh, uh, reappears. Shows up holding a large butcher knife to Selma's face. Chief Wiggum, Lou, and Eddie pull their guns. Drop the knife, Bob, Wiggum yells. No. You can put me away forever, but I vowed to kill one member of the Simpsons family, and I aim to do it, Bob says. Hey, this is win-win for us, Homer says, <laughs> before getting another nasty glare for Marge. Oh, I mean, oh, no. Suddenly, from the treasure room, the big Jimmy Carter Marge statue falls on Bob Killing him and saving Selma. Oh, Bob. <laughs> well, I guess everything could go back to normal, Lisa says. I hope so. I am so bra- I am so sorry for what we tried to do when we were while we were brainwashed, Scooter says. Oh, and for legal reasons, let's say I was brainwashed too, Mr. Burns says. <laughs> this isn't a happy ending, Marge says. A number of people died needlessly. Oh, the group moaned sadly. But I can bring them back to life, Professor Frick explains. Yay! They cheer. <laughs> Our city has been destroyed, Mayor Quibby says. Aw, the crowd boats. I can rebuild rebuild it with a large profit for myself, Fat Tony says. Yay! They cheer. <laughs> Luann and I are going to have another baby. Millhouse will be a big brother, Kirk says. Aw, the crowd boats, sadly. <laughs> I'm being kicked out of your country and forced to move back to Scotland, Willie says. Yay! The, che- <laughs> the crowd cheers. My bar is still open. Let's get loaded, Mo says. Yay! So they're all partying at Mo's now at the end. This is a real happy episode, Mar. This is a real wild episode, Marge. Homer, Marge says. I wonder if people will like it. Marge, my dear, Homer says. People no longer like anything. <laughs> and then it ends. I loved it, Mark. Did you? That was the best Christmas episode pitch I could ever ask for. Well, it wasn't really Christmassy. But it, it could take place at present. Christmas. It was a present, yes. And I loved it because it was really well thought out. And I, like, honestly, when you started to bring up the characters that came back, like Apu, Frank Grimes, and and uh, Hank Scorpio, like, I was excited. Like, really? I, I was, <laughs> you did like, clap. I would have clapped in the theater at those moments. Like, really? That's how excited, yes. Like, that's, that's the, and I love that it references stuff that's actually, it feels very meta yeah. to me. Like, it feels like a very meta commentary on what's happened with The Simpsons. I also like that you kill Sideshow Bob. You do? I do. I think that's something that needs to end. And I like that this gives it a big epic reason to end, you know? That's kind of what I thought, too. I was like, I remember, like, the first was, like, I didn't hate the movie, but it, like it, they took him. I mean, I guess they leave Springfield, but it's like the the 
secondary characters get like pushed to the side. Uh huh. I mean, I guess it's not their movie, so but it's like I really wanted to push more of like the fan. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That you bring a lot of them into the fold more. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. And I do like. <laughs> it's funny that the second movie they're trying to kill him again. <laughs> yeah, I know. I actually realized that. I was like, man, I'm kind of like repeating a lot. I like that though. I yeah. mean, it happened. I think it's it's a great idea. I mean, I just think overall, it's just it's very meta. It brings people back that you want it, like that. I would really feel like would service the show, and it would it would tie up some things because I think everybody kind of wonders about Apu, and you know, wonders about Frank Grimes. Like when you when Black you, Smithers, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Maybe that was too far. But, but I love that Hank Scorpio. And you, you did a really good job of writing Hank Scorpio, I thought. Because well, the stuff he said sounded like something he would say. And I thought that was that's great. A real, that's Albert Brooks improv so that's a real honor. Yeah, Excellent. you did great, Mark. Thank you. Yeah, green light for sure. Thank you. Yes. Well, that actually, believe it or not, is our last green light of the year. Yeah, it is. Uh, so we lights. will be back next week. But we are going to talk about uh, just uh, things we like, our favorites throughout the year. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to do a pitch because we think it's going to be pretty long. Our friend James Riley is going to be back. We're going to talk about our favorite movies, TV shows, uh, and more. Yep. So thank you so much to everybody who liked and listened. It's been a fun year. It has been a fun yeah. year. And let's make sure we get to that golden pitch. How many do we need? 50 million. 50 million or when we get to the one year anniversary, which yep. is the beginning of March. So let's Whatever see what happens, happens first. first. Yeah, we'll uh, see. And if you do enjoy this, uh, listen on our Instagram or on our, um, you can follow us on our Patreon. And if yep. you have a pitch, you want to, you have an idea you want to pitch. We'll read it on the air. Just follow our, anybody who follows our Patreon gets, uh, gets their pitch read on the air. And uh, what's our... Um, Insta? Yeah, what's our Instagram? Pitch Intense Pod, all one word. So, yeah, definitely. And if you want to hit us up, message us. Yeah, just message us on uh, Pitch Intense. We'd love to hear from you. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, thank you so much. Have a happy holidays, everybody. Bye, everybody.